Welcome, bienvenidos to Chisme That Matters, a Latinx podcast created to redefine chisme by having mindful-ish conversations about topics that matter. And this is your host, Kim Perales. If you cannot roll your R's, it's okay, just call me KP. Hola, hello everyone. Welcome to Chisme the Matter podcast. I am super excited as usual because I'm going to have an awesome chisme with an amazing human being. And today's guest is my good friend, Joy Carrera. Uh, Joy, I know Joe for like maybe like a couple of years already and she is a beast. <laughs> She does so many things. I could continue talking about her, but I would love for her to talk a little bit more about what she does and all the amazing things that she's putting out there in the world. So here we go. Welcome, Joy. Hi, how are you? How's good. your afternoon? It's good. I mean, I'm excited. I'm like this. I went to sleep super late last night because I was doing a lot of research and I got woke up by a call. And then I was like, wait, I'm like, today's an exciting day. I'm having... Finally, the episode with Joey. <laughs> I'm so I mean, honored. Yeah, of course. I mean, you're like awesome. Like, I, I, I really admire the work that you do because it's not just like, oh, I'm putting just uh, information out there. It's just like you're trying to build other people and and our community, especially a Latino community. So that's uh, really, really honorable. So I'm really grateful that you're here. So how about you? What's going on? Good. Um, I am having a very lazy Saturday and it's beautiful. Um, <laughs> I try to carve out at least the day where I do just nothing. So I'm still in my pajamas and it is a great time, but I'm really excited to be on here because I was just thinking, I was like, wow, we did connect like a couple years ago and seeing mm -hmm. you grow, right? Shift your career, starting a podcast, all of your side hustles. Um, I'm just like really excited because I'm just like... <laughs> Oh, I'm growing up. <laughs> I'm growing up. I'm trying to be like you, man. You know, <laughs> no, it's just it's it's a lot going on. It's a lot, but you know, I'm I'm just really happy that I have friends and I have people like you around because it's also about like who you surround yourself with, right? Like the energy, because you can have friends and some of them like they could like drain you, but other ones are gonna build you. So, and I think. um the way that you are it's always about like you know empowering people and and that has that has like had an impact on me so but yeah oh. <laughs> anyway we're like talking here about each other i mean that's not the chief okay, today I, but <laughs> but really this is not like us yeah <laughs> but the message for people there is like you know i appreciate your friends I appreciate the people that are out there you know <laughs> So anyway, so, okay, Joey, so I want people to get to know you a little bit more. So tell us about you a little bit. Um, so the short story mm -hmm. uh, about me, I'm Guatemalan American. I live in the countryside of New York right now. Um, I say right now because I'm usually just like hopping around, but you know, it's COVID season, so can't really do that. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, I love to travel, uh, and I think that's actually how you and I connected, I want to say, mm -hmm. maybe in a travel group, maybe Travel Latina, I don't really remember, but that sounds right. Um, oh, yeah, we went to the travel conference um, together a couple years ago, 
And I think that was one of the first times we met in person. Um, so yeah, so I love traveling, backpacking. Um, and I actually got into that studying uh, genocide and post-war conflict. <laughs> so not, yeah, the first time I ever went on a trip abroad, uh, besides Guatemala, um, was to Kosovo. And on my way there, stopping in Turkey, and backpacking through former Yugoslavia. Uh, so like my exposure wasn't really like the traditional like, oh, let me be cute and just like wander around. I was more just like, here is what happens, like the history, talking to genocide survivors. Um, and, you know, I studied chemical engineering and my last year I switched to international studies at Rochester Institute of Technology. And I think like my approach has always been very data-driven to everything, right? So, um, you know, even just seeing how the world works, I see it through numbers, through patterns, through math, um, and realized there is something really significant going on, especially when it comes to social media, right? Like we're, we're having more data points than ever, and we're really seeing the impact of that, whether it's for good or for bad, you know, we're seeing modern day propaganda, and we're also seeing communities being built, like communities that we're a part of that are bringing people together. So that really got me into the advertising technology space to just really understand how the internet works, essentially, how it makes its money, right? Because we do live in a capitalist society, so like everything needs money, basically. Like, how do we fund it? Um, and that's what really got me interested in the advertising space in particular. And I kind of started there and I was like, wait, I'm seeing all of these big websites, right? Like big media publishing companies um, that are either left-leaning, neutral news, or like straight up fake news, making tons of money. Um, so I started a blog called Part-Time Exploradora. And I think maybe that's where we connected. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, we connected. Actually, we connected through Instagram. I think I have messaged you something and then you reply back and then we started like just chatting and, you know, kind of like posting. And then um, you and you invited me to a an event in Hoboken that was organized by Lean In, right? And oh, yeah, by our friend nice. Carolina. And then you told me, hey, come to this. And I'm like, oh, it's by me. Like, I'm a go. And that I think that's where we met in person. And then we just connected and then we became, I became friends with Caro too, you know, until this day, we're still friends. And, and then we just started to like go to different things like hikes and then events in, uh, yes. in California and stuff. Cause we've been in this kind of like the same little circle and yeah, that's how, that's how it was. But it was part-time Florida for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I, I really started that blog with like, you know, I'm in the tech space and I felt really lonely. Um, I'd been backpacking for a while and was so used to just meeting people organically you know I'd be like on a train and be like hey what's up and like would start talking to another backpacker um because I started traveling like you know I came back I worked for a bit went back to travel through Southeast Asia did the whole gringo trail was a total hippie um but I come back and it's like you know New York is also just like by nature everyone's like really just cold and in their own little world um, and so I, that's how I kind of started blogging and was like, well, let me put everything that I'm learning 
at this company into practice, but also have an outlet for myself. So I really just started telling my story, right? Like my story of my travels, my, you know, my adventures, how I was able to do it. And that kind of turned into like me talking about tech a lot um, and trying to like just motivate other people to get into the space. Because one, I was all by my lonesome. Uh, two, really seeing, you know, this is very important because this is something that we're using every day, especially social media and people aren't really as aware as how much it's influencing them. And now we just so casually call people influencers, right? Like, we're just like, oh, I'm an influencer and everybody wants to be an influencer, like not really re- remembering like the power of your influence, right? Like, and that's mm-hmm. that's not if you have like thousands of followers, that's just anybody, right? Like we easily influence other people. And you know, that's how cheese starts. <laughs> um, Hello. Right? like you know especially and I think especially in the Latino community right we see it um you know like you'll suggest something to you know if you want to purchase it that's why Latinos have such big purchasing power um because you know we're very well we trust our, our friends and our family to suggest things but also like by nature we're always you know just want to talk to each other and we're telling each other the chisme whether it's good or bad whether it protects us or you know right but yeah so that's really led to me um in the last two years I quit my job uh, I was work I was the head of operations for a startup that focused on content monetization and they got acquired and then, um, yeah, freelancing. And then was like, I really want to go all in. My goal was really to just be like, I was just going to save up enough money to backpack. Like, that was my goal. I just wanted to travel for a full year. And then I was like, okay, wait, like, I've been wanting to start something for myself, right? Because I was tired of coming back, working for a bit and spending my money traveling and then not having anything at the end of the day, right? Um, So I was like, I want to make this sustainable. So I was like, when else am I going to have the time to just like try to start my own business? So um, I've been trying to build my agency and it's uh, actually been the most profitable during Corona season. Awesome. Because people now finally understand what digital operations means and that they need someone to build their whole system for them, basically. Um, And that's really what I focus on doing, you know, the actual building workflows systems for digital, like the digital side of everything, whether it comes to media or business operations. Um, And I focus primarily now on social impact businesses and technology software. So it's just really cool, I think, because people are finally realizing, like, you know, this is all interconnected. Um, and it's really important to just understand how things work. And I know now people are kind of realizing that a lot more with the whole TikTok scandal and some documentaries that have come out. Um, so I definitely hope that people want to build more things like how you're making your podcast you know I think we often see a lot of people being like everybody has a podcast right but I'm like that's Mm -hmm. great like build your podcasts right like tell your stories um and you know if you can like capitalize on that because that's you know these platforms are having our intellectual property so I think at the end of the day we should use it to our advantage whether that's building communities businesses but but yeah that's that's kind of about me and what I'm all about 
Okay, that was awesome. So now people know what you're doing, what you're not doing. <laughs> and yeah. I think it's, it's amazing. Like I said before, it's, it's great that you are one of those uh, human beings that are building, but also helping others build. Because a lot of, you know, like, like you said, like a lot of these companies out there, you know, they, it looks like they want to help you build, you know, for example, like, let's talk about, you know, the social media, right? All these companies like Facebook, Instagram, you know, um, TikTok, and so on. And people are saying, okay, yeah, you know, it's not bad. You know, social media is great. It's a tool and it is a tool. But at the same time, it's like they're selling you a tool so they can also get something from you. Yes, your data. Like your da- exactly. And people don't realize like, oh yeah, you know, you you give your data to a lot of other companies, like banks, like, you know, all these things. Yes, but it's a little bit different. It's like I feel that um it's a little scary. <laughs> I I I was watching, I was telling you that I was watching um this documentary uh and on Netflix called The Social Media Dilemma, right? And I did not finish it because it was very intense. I was going back and forth, you know, like rewinding everything because I wanted to kind of digest everything what all these people were saying. And basically, it's a documentary based on a a person. I think um, his name is, um, he worked at Google. Tim, um, no, Jason, uh, Jerome Lanier, sorry. He used to work at, at Google and he just got kind of like, tired or got scared of like all the things that they were doing over there in a sense right like he felt like it was not for social good anymore and it was more kind of like selling people's you know behaviors right and on the way they're also uh affecting people's i guess um like perception of themselves right yeah i mean when you think about it right like the whole advertising was built off propaganda like the Mm -hmm. original advertising is propaganda Mm -hmm. right um and that's just you can look up the history of advertising that's what it was and when you think about it everything really has been marketed and advertised to us right um and the only reason that you know I'm not like perfect right like I'm not like yeah I'm trying to use everything for social good Um, but I'm like, these are tools that are impactful, right? It's, it's the power of suggestion is very impactful, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and I think a lot of these companies started off with like, oh, we want to connect people. We want to do that, but they get into this trap. Well, one, most of the industry is white males, right? Like that's just fact. Um, Mm -hmm. And even if they're not white, they're still male or, you know, you even if you do have some people of color, they come from affluent communities. Um, Mm -hmm. So a lot of the times you're not really thinking about how to build. And I think this is where, you know, we get into this dilemma when you're just studying. And, And that's one of the things I loved about RIT is that we were really forced to take a multidisciplinary approach a lot of us you know even if we were in stem and engineering we were forced to take um we had to do a concentration and and that's Mm kind of how I like ended up switching 
my major my last year I had a concentration in anthropology and I was like oh wow like the study of people it's really interesting and you realize you know there, there's a lot of intersection like new technology has always disrupted how people behave and act right like when there was the printing press all of a sudden you were able to to share new ideas to other people right all like it wasn't just reserved for the elite the noble that could read and then you had phones, right? Like you could connect people. You had, you know, information is always spreading. But with that comes misinformation, right? So there's like the beauty that comes with like sharing new knowledge. But then there's always people trying to smear that, right? Trying to manipulate. And, you know, this now it's just happening at such an exponential level. But we also have the people that are building these technologies that are not understanding how people function right Mm. like that's also the danger when you start just looking at everything when it comes for programming right you're just like okay a plus b equals c right like that's obviously super simplifying programming but like programming and you know that's just giving a computer instructions but we are not computers right like people are not computers so you really have to understand like how people work how it's going to impact like the socio like you know socioeconomics um behind it how the people are going to consume it and i think that was one of my biggest issues being in the advertising tech space seeing how you know we were helping monetize news that wasn't great and i was like wait you know people are going to click on this and we're helping them make money where you have to follow the money at the end of the day, right? Like who's getting paid. And it was crazy. You have like these super liberal people that are just like, nah, it's fine. It's, you know, like it's whatever. It's just business. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the thing. It's never just business, right? Like you have to think about how things will be impacted at the end of the day. Um, You know, everything has a chain reaction. So even though a lot of these tech companies have been like, yes, we want to make the world better. I think, I I think you can't even like also stop it too. Um, For everything, there is a good and the bad. There's always going to be effects that we can't even try to predict. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like you might build something for good, and someone uses it against you, which is like one of the reasons even like I am always like wary of like I'm sharing so much on how to do things, how to like build. Um, and I'm like, what if someone that's watching is shady as hell and they use this for evil? Right. <laughs> um, so I think there is that level of it. But but yeah, especially when it comes to your data, like I think that's the thing when it comes to your, like your data. Right. Like that's something that can you can manipulate data. You mm-hmm. can try to. You, you can see what people are doing. And once you understand a pattern, it's easy to kind of reverse engineer it. Um, and we're seeing that today, right? Like if you're bombarded with the same message over and over again, you start to believe it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you try, you start to act on it. Even when it comes to advertising, there's usually like, I believe it's seven touch points, right? When you're shown an ad about seven times, you're, you're more likely to do whatever it is that they're doing and I think you know even when it comes to marketing and whatnot there's always like your call to action right like you're you know what what are you trying to move it through and you know even I design websites for folks right like for to to generate sales and I'm always thinking like okay how is a user going to move so I think like at the same time for me it's really like 
I look at the internet in a very different way and approach, even if, if I'm making content, I'm just like, okay, cool. Like, what is the goal of this? Um, and I think most people, most average, not average, just most people that are not in that industry will look at it and be like, I'm just posting and it's fun, not realizing there's so much going on in the back end, right? Like your data is being collected. They're, you know, they're trying to get the location. They want to understand you as a person so that they can show you products so that they can sell and make money off of you. Like all these social media adverts, all these social media platforms are essentially just ad networks, right? Where they're, mm-hmm. they're just, yeah, they're getting advertisers to pay to show mm-hmm. you something that you're likely to buy. Yeah. And also you are giving them free content, right? You are generating content that keeps other people on these platforms longer. But I think the danger is that we're all kind of in our own little bubble. right too and forget that there's like an outside world with people have different perspectives um so yeah that's that's kind of all of it so I haven't watched that one specifically but I watched the trailer and I was just like yep this is my world like that is what I do for a living like I run campaigns for people I do sales operations I do basically the whole system behind how to get someone to buy something um, which is very ironic because I am not a big consumer, but that's why I specifically only focus working with people that are, you know, I very much bet. I'm like, what are you building? Are you building something that is not going to endanger the world um, in a way that, you know, I believe is better, is bettering the world. And that's why I'm very selective about who I work with when it comes right. to like my clients or my agency. Mm-hmm. But because I know that there is a very dark side to this, but I think it's it's really it's a tool. These are all just tools that we're using. So how are we we going to use it and be responsible consumers as well? Um, and in this country, how are we going to hold them accountable? I think one of those ways is you vote for politicians that are going to put policy in action that actually regulate and protect people at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, that's, um, that is is so true. I just want to kind of like correct myself because I said a name before, General Lanier. It's not the developer that it was a Google. His name is Tristan Harris, actually. Um, Oh, people. Yeah, yeah, no, like uh, Lanier, he's the founder father of virtual reality computer science. He was part of it. Yeah, I wrote all his name down because I started doing a research last night. I'm just like, and this is why I go to sleep at four in the morning. You know, I have all these names in my head and I'm just like, wait, no, that didn't make sense. But yeah, so it's like what you were saying about like how they're using our data. I think that some of us don't know what data actually means, because I think people, when they think about data, it's like, oh, my my personal information. Right. Mm -hmm. But they don't know that data is also including our emotions, our behaviors, our psychological, like, I don't know, like everything that we do. That's that's part of that's data. Yeah, um, I think, you know, it's funny because sometimes um, I mean, now they do. But people used Mm -hmm. to be like, I mentioned this thing. Uh, before there were listening devices, right? Like right. Google, Apple, Amazon, people would be like, oh my God, I talked about this thing to my friend and then all of a sudden I saw an ad for it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, not realizing that sometimes we we might, it's just like, it's, it's patterns, right? So it's like, oh, I talked about brunch 
And then all of a sudden I saw an ad. It's like, okay, yeah, well, did you Google brunch? Did you Google things? Were you texting people, right? Like, um, and that's why, you know, we do have, uh, like, like iPhone, they're technically not, they're not supposed to go through your, your messages and target you. And there's been mm-hmm. lots of, like, push for that. And that's why, you know, it's probably one of the more secure phones. But, um, you know, if you read the contracts when it comes to your terms and conditions on apps, on mm-hmm. websites, it says what data they can collect. And it's really anything. Like I could put a script on a website that will be like, okay, record when people are typing, right? Like on mm-hmm. onto the website and save that information. Like it's really simple, right? Um, and you, can't, you can do those things. Uh, but if you even read uh, like the user agreements, when you sign up and you download this, you can literally read. So like, if you look at, I don't, I haven't read Instagrams lately, but, um, you know, you could read and it's like, what information is collected? Your messages, right? If you're DMing people, like they're just collecting that information because you are using their platform for free. So that's what you're agreeing to. You know, if you're talking to your friends and you're telling them like, I want pizza, I want this, I want that. Uh, then you're going to start getting ads that reflect that. And it's not that like, you know, it's malicious or anything. It's because as an, as an advertiser like me, right, if I'm going in and I'm just like, I have 50 bucks, where am I going to spend the money? Let me target people who are craving pizza. So make sure that only those people see that ad for pizza, right? And it's not like, oh my God, the computers are taking over the world. No, there's still people that you'd literally just click on like, okay, what's more relevant? Um, and people could look up this is deep learning algorithms, all of that. And that's actually what got me interested in mm-hmm. advertising tech was just data. I wanted to go into data science. And I was like, I could pay for a degree or I can just learn hands-on. Um, so I opted for two because I want to get paid and, you know, not be in La Pobreza. Uh, and I still definitely <laughs> want to get my, my data science degree. But, you know, I, I do ops now, which is essentially just building all of the moving parts, the logistics, what tools you need to use, whatnot. But, but yeah, you know, you can easily see that and you can, and it's not just social media, it's Google, right? Like every time you search something, it's going to capture your information. And that way it shows things that are very relevant to you the next time you search or ads that are relevant to you. So, you know, it's, it's everything that we're using when we're using our Fitbits, right? Like, I mean, and, and I'm not saying like, oh my God, now you have to be afraid of the world, right? I think it's just know what's being used and use it to your advantage. Like I Mm -hmm. still use all of my apps. Like I will say anything, I don't care. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) like, you know, and I'm still just like, okay, cool. Like obviously I don't say anything incriminating, um, Mm -hmm. but I think this is why we do have to be concerned with this administration because, you know, how will they use that? right? Mm-hmm. Especially now that they're putting a ban on TikTok. Yes, it's a Chinese company and we're not sure how they use that information because it's not here, but the social media companies here are doing the exact same thing, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. we're just like, how, it, how are you using it? The thing is here, um, unlike China, China, um, the, the government owns companies. They're a communist country, so that means everything is owned by the government uh, versus in the United States, we do have you know, private companies, so they don't necessarily have to turn over information to the government, such as Apple, like they, we had that whole case previously, where there was uh, the shooter in San Bernardino, and they didn't want to open the phone. And I think that yeah. was really important, because, 
that means, you know, it's set precedent. It means that you can't just break into people's phones and be like, hi, can I have all this information on you? And I think that's one of the things that is key right now with everything happening that we really do need to protect people's privacy. And as shitty as it is that people are using it for the wrong reasons, right? Like with these shady alt-right groups um, and whatnot, Mm -hmm. it's still saying like, wait, like what about, we don't, we're not talking about like, what about people that are organizing on the good side of history, right? Like we shouldn't be able to do that. However, there are corporations that are collecting our data like Clearview AI, right? They're mm-hmm. going through and you can scan it. But I think I, be, I think people don't realize how easy it is. I can go through and go through people's profiles if they're public and be like, oh, this person probably, and this is literally what I do. I'll be like, oh, this person's probably interested in what I have to say and start building up user personas, right? And then you mm-hmm. start targeting um, people mm-hmm. that have similar interests and building that out. And this is what you do as a marketer or an advertiser. Yep. And people are just freely sharing that information out there. And I think, you know, I see people posting really incriminating stuff at the time that I'm just like, really? Like, you know, <laughs> so I'm just like, what? Like people are just famous. But I think that's what, you know, we have to be aware of things. I mean, I'm lucky. I went to school where you know we were kind of taught like leverage social media right mm-hmm. like it was, a, it was a textbook I had online classes in 2010 right like um but but yeah you know like leveraging these things to be an asset for you so even like I was taught build up your profiles because employers are looking at it right like exactly. what idea are they getting um so I think I come from that generation too that understands that but I've definitely leverage that and to be like okay this is highlighting my skills right like this is basically my virtual resume um how am I using that to advantage but at the same time how am I also like bringing value to people right and in a fun way so you can look at my reels um on Instagram it's at joy valerie and my blog buildwithjoy.co um and you know you can look at them and be like oh they're funny right like she just was like oh this is how you turned it off but I think at the same way it's like this is how you reach people now <laughs> with like uh, yeah micro content we all are you know just used to consuming and you know I'm, I like to call it sneaky woke that I'm like okay let me just like inception some educational tools <laughs> people um <laughs> as they're scrolling but I think it is something that we really need to be concerned about because you know at the end of the day policy is what will influence this right and how we use these tools because is our data you being used for us are we the ones in control of it um or is it is it used to exploit us right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah i yeah. could talk about this forever sorry it went on too no, no 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 it, this is perfect is uh you were talking about how you know like you're saying how we can leverage right because i feel like you know they're using us so sure let's use them <laughs> you know yeah, i mean exactly. even like you say you, uh, you were saying like oh um if you if you read the user agreement user mm-hmm. you know they're not calling us like anything else like a customer or something else it's a user and i read this quote that says um and it, it got embedded on me it was like there are only two industries that call their customers users drugs and technology 
So it just yeah. comes to it just comes to 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 see how it's like the technology, you know what I mean? The the industry it's impaired up, you know, with with drugs, because it's a drug. So it like it's all of these apps are it's addiction. It's by design. It, 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 that's what yeah, because that's what they they want us to be because the more we we are on them the more data they can collect right and so and the more they can sell and more money comes in you know so it's like a whole cycle and and i'm not saying oh my god like how can we stop that because people are like oh what can we do we I, I don't at this point it's just out there there's so many apps that i think at this point it's kind of like you said let's just use it to our advantage in a sense i'm like if we've been <laughs> it's been being used i mean let's use them as well but in like in, in a in a good way right of course, right. Like, I mean, if I was up to me, I would never be on social media. I would just be in my, like, house in the cabin of the woods. Right. But I'm just like, okay, how do I do this in a way that generates income for me, but mm-hmm. also uh, gives people value and knowledge and sharing what I know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's, you know, creating content. But even when I, you know, I have a membership and I work with uh, companies and clients And what I tell them is, remember that these are distribution platforms, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, they, and they're going to show content to people that organically that will keep them on this app longer because they want to make money off showing them advertising, right? Exactly. So, you know, even when you create, think about how you're going to make the most engaging content so that your content gets shown and is engaging people that they want more but yeah it's kind of like what you're talking about it's by design right like how do we keep people hooked right you give Mm -hmm. them bits of information and you keep them on there longer and wanting more and it is addicting right like it i think there's been tons of neurological studies on this where there's a lot of dopamine released every time you Mm -hmm. get a light uh you know and you can see it. You're just like, oh my god, someone likes my content. I want more, and it's keeping us hooked onto this. And it and it's by design, right? Because the longer mm-hmm. we stay on, the more these platforms get information from us, from our behavior. You know, you can how we're scrolling, how long we're looking at content, um, you know, what type of content we're putting out there, who we're communicating with, where we're at. Uh, that that's all information that can be collected, and you know it just makes this it makes it easier for advertisers but i think like i said before right now it's it's big corporations that have control of this but you know we're seeing how especially election years oh my god like election mm. years the advertising industry booms like mm-hmm. last election cycle i got a 3k bonus like it was there's so much money that goes into advertising mm-hmm. and you know you start seeing that people are creating content that is very specific, especially the GOP does this. I think they have something like, I, I don't remember where this is, um, but I know the, I think the New York Times did an ex, like an expose and they have about like 3000 data points on every single one of their voters, like, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and what does that mean? They're going to make content that is especially designed to convince them to sway them in direction. Right. So even like how the GOP is targeting Latino voters, they're trying to 
like carve into that cheesement, right? Like yeah. for they sure. send like subliminal, and... like subliminal cues, like like little like posts in there that is going to get a reaction from you, and then it's like a, a ripple effect. I think exactly right. They're gonna make memes that are super shareable mm -hmm. that you're gonna send to your family and friends. They're gonna target our anti-blackness and be like, they forgot you, right? Mm -hmm. um, they're gonna target our conservative values if you're a Christian evangelical, and they're gonna ignore the fact that they don't actually have very good Christian morals, right? Um, and those are the, those it, are the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they'll be like, ah, the, like the gays, the like anti-abortion, and I'm just like, okay, those are the only two things. Um, what about everything else? Like being mm -hmm. a good person, helping a refugee, you know, giving to the poor. Those are pretty much very Christian morals that you're completely ignoring. Um, and you know, they're gonna make content that's specific to target what triggers emotions and makes you share. And they're doing this for very cheap, right? So, you know, ads, I think during the election year, I worked in the display ad industry and it was about like a dollar fifty um per every thousand ads, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and that's like on websites. So yeah, like obviously social media is a little bit more, but it's definitely something that, you know, people don't realize how how much of an effect it has. And because they don't see it, because all of everything that we see on social media is very customized to what we want right it's mm -hmm. just playing into our biases we're you know we're following people that we want obviously like we're curating our feeds but then we're being targeted with content or you know advertising which is very content like it looks fun but it's specifically targeted for us right like what you see as an ad is not the same what I see I see software right like my ads are all software they're books they're conferences and yours is probably a lot different because it's based off of what my interests are, what my personality is like, right? Even, I mean, LinkedIn, I, I ran LinkedIn ads for a bit and I could specifically target based off of like what level of degree they have, what career they're in, right? And it's, it's very simple to do all of these things. And I think that's what people don't realize is that we all kind of end up living in our little bubbles, but how do you take advantage of that, right? So it's like, okay, mm -hmm. what if you're the one, instead of consuming, you're creating something, right? You're mm -hmm. using that. Like, like for, you know, like we connected because we had shared values over travel and that we were Latina, mm -hmm. right? So how do you start building communities that have similar values and want to make a difference? You know, even like the members in um, Build With Joy, they're just like, I didn't know other people we're out there that we're trying to build like for good, right? Like social impact mm -hmm. businesses. Um, and, and that's the thing, like, so leverage it to connect with people, um, to, to connect and even follow people that have different perspectives, right? I've listened to so many podcasts, learning history, learning about, you know, black culture that I didn't realize was an mm -hmm. issue, right? Like, code switch that's like one of the ones that I love 1776 right listening to that and I was like I didn't know that and I studied international studies right like yeah. um and I think that's something that we can use to our advantage so yes as scary as it is because you know these shadies as I like to call them <laughs> they're doing the same thing and they're doing exactly. it smarter and we're just here like no we just want to be good and whatever or we're just like mindlessly taking in content instead of creating stuff for ourselves 
um, and even more so profiting. And I think a lot of us feel if we're doing good, we're not allowed to make profit, but it's like we're mm-hmm. living in a society where we need capital to mm-hmm. scale, to get yeah. big, right? Um, and, and with that comes, you know, power um, and holding positions of power and being able to influence policy, right? Um, and being in those spaces to getting those educations where we can get those to um, be in those positions where we're we're the ones calling the shots, right? Um, being an actual influencer. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's the thing. People think like, oh, being an influencer means that you have 10,000 followers. Mm-hmm. It's like, how are you influencing people in your day-to-day life, right? Like mm-hmm. you are influencing your friends right Mm -hmm. like the people around you people in your family what what are you telling them and how are your actions backing that up right so I think that's something to think about and being an influencer doesn't necessarily mean like okay cool I'm just gonna have a whole bunch of free things why do you think influencers get free things it's to share Mm -hmm. with their followers so that you buy it right and that's another thing like you know I personally and I think as a creator or just anyone I'm, I mean, I'm pretty greedy, <laughs> um, not greedy, but I'm just like, listen, if I'm going to bring you a sale, I deserve a cut. Right. Um, right. because that's how it works. So I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to share people's stuff for free. Like, especially big corporations. Like I'm not going to share this big corporation because like, I'm just being an ad for them for free. And they're going to make a couple hundred dollars off of this based off mm-hmm. of like who I'm sharing it with, you know, think yeah. about like Uber, right. Uber, you you get a friend referral, right? And the reason you got that is because now they don't have to spend like $50 on targeting people with ads to turn them into a consumer. Instead, they pay you five bucks. They give your friend five bucks. That's $10. Just lowered their cost from $40, like, you know, by $40. And now they have a consumer for, you know, whatever the lifetime of they decide to use Uber for. Um, mm-hmm. And that's and cause, because the power of, having a friend suggested is way more impactful and that's very similar when it comes to influencers right because you see them and you're just like having this connection you start to trust them mm-hmm. and I think that's why, as a creator if you have a platform you're literally having a bigger impact and I think it's that's why it's really important for you to be mindful of what you're sharing obviously read things before you share <laughs> I mm-hmm. don't know um but also be mindful, like, what brands are you supporting? Um, what are you telling people to buy? What are that, what's that company's values, right? Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's all very, it all, it's all interconnected at the end of the day. <laughs> uh, it is. It is. I think, like, when, when it comes to that, I, I totally agree with you. I'm on that, like, uh, I'm never going to, like, let's say if I have a pair of sneakers, I don't know, like, Nikes or Adidas, I'm not going to post them. I got, Because I feel like, what was the point? And a lot of people do that because they want to be seen, right? Yeah. It's the gratification. And, and that's what I've, I feel like that's what sometimes, you know, um all these platforms do is, like, not to everybody. I mean, I don't want to talk trash about social media because I use it as well. And I, I use it like as a tool in a sense, you know, but yeah. I feel like sometimes people, especially like um the younger generation, they are so consuming and like, oh, you know what? If, if I don't post four times a week, I'm going to lose, you know, people are going to lose interest or this is and that, you know, 
and and or if I don't have certain likes or if people say something and it's just like a horror psychological warfare in a sense you know yeah and um and that's what that's what people do like this what people want like okay if I post something from this company maybe they'll see me they like me they'll reshare it and I'm become famous <laughs> that's that's how some people see it um so I refuse to do anything like that for big like I support my friends yeah exactly like, there's no tomorrow you know me I I support everyone you know and like as long as they're like, you know, like they're doing something good and I feel like they're building people, they're helping the community. But all this recuperation, I'm like, you guys got enough. Like, and who am I anyway, you know? <laughs> right. But that's the other thing, right? Like, we're all just like flexing and whatnot. And you'll see me. And this is how I've always been. Like, I almost never have a brand name on me, mm-hmm. right? Like, this is just how I am as a person, how I was raised. Because yeah. I was like, I'm a walking ad, right? Like, you're wearing something and it has like, a company's logo on Mm -hmm. your shirt and it's like you are literally a walking billboard right like and you're just and it's a status symbol right but Mm -hmm. how many of the people like are even just buying that on credit or like they just spent all that money buying this expensive product but like how much money do they have in the bank right like what are their long-term assets yeah Um, (laughs) but also then you're just like oh I need to you know here's the thing especially when I was young Abercrombie and Fitch everyone had Abercrombie on right so it was just like okay well I want an Abercrombie shirt because I want to look cool right because you want to reach that certain level of status and I think Mm. social media is even making that you know it's it's brought that to a wider level that we're like oh I want to have this new cool thing because then people will like it and think I'm cool right mm-hmm. um versus like who the fuck cares like I mean yeah. personally I'm just like listen I want my bank account to be fat um mm-hmm. and because with that comes access right for me mm-hmm. access to get the fuck out if I want to get the fuck out right like yeah yep. trust but... me I know that's what I want to girl and I, I, it's funny I never own it I mean it's stupid but like I never own a recovery fish because I, I I feel like I didn't fit on those jeans they were like for skinny people I mean I mean point. I'm <laughs> you know I'm not you know, I'm not fat or like, you know, I'm not, I don't want to say that word. I'm not like, oh, like, you know, kind of like thick, thick, but I see myself, I'm like, I don't fit in those jeans. <laughs> it's just like, so, you know. I, I mean, they're problematic in their own sense. They had like uh, what, they had all the small sizes out by, by design, right? Because they wanted yeah. to attract a certain people to represent their brand. Um, so people like me, they'll be like, I'm not cool because I can't fit in their jeans. <laughs> Yeah, they were just like, you're not the people we you're, want. You're not, oh, okay, fine. You know? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, it, that just comes to say, you know, like I, you know, I rather support, you know, like small business, you know, like my, my local business or people that are selling their own stuff, you know, and, and as, as you're helping, you're helping your community, you're helping build um, a, uh, a a business up and, and that's going to, you know, make an impact for, you know, the rest of us out here. Yeah, I think no. that's what it should be, right? Like we are in this this is the 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 uh, the good thing is that you can reach people wherever they're at, right? Like I stay in touch with friends that I've met while I was traveling through social media, through, you know, technology and communication now. And at the same time, right? Like if you're a small business, you can tell your story and reach mm-hmm. people that you probably couldn't if you were just sitting at your shop, right? Exactly. Um, so I think definitely taking advantage of this, but also showing that like, hi, I'm a person, right? I think people mm-hmm. are being more 
conscious about where their money is going, especially now. Yes. And 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 they want to connect, right? At the end of the day, like we're all on social media because we want connection to other people, right? Um, and I think definitely, like if we're paying with our data, make sure that it is used in a way that benefits us, and even yeah. more so. And I'm going to say it again go vote, right? So that yes, we yes. have policymakers that are protecting this and making sure that, you know, we as consumers, we are protected and that we, and when I think, and I think a lot of people just need to understand how it's being used um, because else we're just terrified, right? We're terrified of what we don't mm-hmm. know. Exactly. And also, like, I feel like the beauty of, of all this, like, uh, technology is uh, the access to information and, uh, you know, to oh, educate yeah. yourself. Like, I, I use it, like, I love going on Instagram because I follow all of this, like, amazing accounts. Um, I mean, my friends, too, but, you know, I have all these accounts, like, they're educating me constantly because the way they put the information, it's not like like back in the days on books, right? Because nowadays people don't want to read a whole book. They want something small because their attention spam is like, you know, super short. So they put all this information in one post and you're like, bam, wow, I got, I learned something new today. And then it's up to you if you want to do like the research or not, right? But which, um, which you should, because you should do exactly everything, right? Sometimes <laughs> oh, it's man. not all. Tell me about it. I, you know what? Sometimes I see people sharing things that I'm like, I'm like, but it's not true. You know, not be, it's a fa- it's not because of my opinion, but it's as a fact, like dates, right? Like dates or stuff like that. One time I caught something, uh, someone uh, sharing um, a date for voting. And I was just like, no, but it's not that day. It's like next week, you know? And then I was just like, yeah. but sometimes people just are instant to like reshare, reshare, reshare. And then you are a building, you know, that's like misinformation. And that's how the bad cheese goes out. <laughs> Exactly. You know? <laughs> so we should do so it. Inspiring a research. Like 73% of facts are false. Just oh, like, yeah. yeah. Just be like, including this one. That's gonna be my next post. <laughs> I, exactly, exactly. So yeah, we should do doing our research. But I think like nowadays, you know, social laziness. <laughs> social experiments, we're rats, you know, we're lazy. I don't know. <laughs> But uh, but anyway, um, so I'm just uh, you know, we I, we talk a lot about this. Like I wish I, I feel like we can go on and on and on, but you know, try to keep my episodes a little short. Sorry, I <laughs> no, a little, no, 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 girl. Tell me your time limit. No, no, girl. Like no, no, no. I eventually I'll I'll do like a whole you know like a segment. You know, um, you never know. I'll have a cheese that matters TV or something. Who knows? A chat. Yes, here for it. <laughs> But uh, no, but so um, thank you so much, Joey. Like I really, really enjoy um this conversation. You have so much insight, and and I just want people to know that um, you are the shit. Oh, <laughs> and to follow yeah. to follow Joey, I'm gonna put all her information on the description of the episode, and uh, and that's all. So thank you for joining me. Yeah, of course, and yeah, people can feel free to tweet at me it's probably the fastest way to reach me um Mm -hmm. it's and i'm just at joy valerie with two e's all over 
and my blog is filled with joy but um you could listen to my po- new podcast mm-hmm. coming out yes. that'll be coming out in october Ooh, um, on how exciting. to build things and then my old podcast basic browners which we're revamping mm-hmm. um that's just other folks stories uh which you know i think is important <laughs> Of course, of course. Yeah, so I'm going to put all the information, like I said, in the description of the episode, and then I'll talk to all of you next week. See you later. Thank you, Kim. Okay, bye. Wow, what an amazing chisme, everyone. Um, Thank you, Joy, once again for joining me. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening. I hope you got a little, a little, little something from this conversation. And uh, with this topic, you know, we're not trying to tell you, hey, you know, social media is bad or don't use it or do that because we cannot tell you what to do or not to do, obviously. But we just want to kind of bring some insight and and awareness in a sense of what's going on in this industry and how can we use it to our advantage because at the end of the day that's what we want we want to help our community to to grow to build and just you know salida palante you know that's what we all want we just want to help help each other out in a sense so um with that being said i hope you have an amazing rest of the week surround yourself with great vibes wear your mask and be authentic. I will talk to you next week. Ciao.